Now, in the past week, I was down here doing a little bit of uh, recording stuff, a uh, mm-hmm. little bit of writing, getting stuff prepped for some red shirt, black shirt action. All right. Yeah. I got uh, one song, like, pretty well cemented, and the guys are all on board to do it. I'm excited for that. Awesome. Yes. How was your week? Uh, not too good. I, was, I wasn't I was feeling too well after I left here last week. I think, you know, I, you, you probably, you virus me or something, I think. I don't know. You got the Thrax. But, <laughs> yeah, something. Then, uh... Because because just me being sick wasn't bad enough. My router decided to to upend itself. Oh, okay, that so, that kind of sucks. But it was it was a Netgear router, which Netgear is like the uh, the gas station sushi of routers. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So you so, and a great exclamation point in this story. So I ordered a new one. Okay. I went online. And I said, you know, what's the best? Just you know, give me a good gaming router. Even though I don't do games, those are the ones everyone loves. Yeah. And I found a really good one, good price. Um, however, it ordered from Walmart. Okay, and you know my feelings on Walmart. Yeah. Uh, and I still had that plaster of Paris sitting in the in the uh, in my cart because I couldn't find it anywhere else. Right. The stuff that I ordered was lost in the mail. So get back today from Philly, and lo and behold, my router is on my porch. Nice. In no box. What? Yep. Walmart sent it, slapped the sticker on the on the router box, and put it on the porch. That's an invitation for a porch party. I, I am I am glad I live in an area where thievery is not like rampant. Yeah. And then I got another package, the lost plaster. Really? That I now had already gotten a refund because Oh well now you got your money back and you yeah. got the plaster. So I got two cans of plaster. Nice. You know, uh, but I couldn't believe the router was just sitting there. That is a serious invitation for a porch party. Yeah. It's like, you know, Walmart, you pricks, you dumbasses. Now you, now your stupidity is spreading to your warehouses. I uh, I got my other Father's Day gift today yeah. in the mail. My Danhausen t-shirt. Ah. Yes. Very, uh, Danhausen. Uh, very nice. Very yeah, nice. Yes. Very evil, yes. <laughs> uh, uh, it's a, uh, a garment of some sort. It's very nice. Very evil. But I do have one more thing coming. Uh, I ordered, uh, they did a limited edition Danhausen micro brawler through pro wrestling tees and it was only like pre-orders only okay. that's all they're making I'll, I'll have it sometime this summer okay as long as you get it sometime and it will be very nice and very evil <laughs> uh, but I do got to say pro wrestling tees um they use DHL which is the wish.com of shipping yep um it gets here but eventually yeah, yeah. Eventually, oh, it's you know you you think you know these these companies these fly by net companies would just go away. I don't know how they still get away with being there. I I don't know. You know, here's the funny thing with DHL, the one belt up in my case, the um the old school Backlund WWWF yeah title. I ordered that from a company called um, oh, what the what the hell are they called? Fandu. Mm-hmm. All they do is they make like. Not they make the replicas of the old WWWF stuff, yeah, and like the classic WWF tag belts that the Hart Foundation and teams like that wore, right? Yeah. I got that belt from fucking China, China, mm-hmm. quicker than I got my shit from pro wrestling tees in Chicago. It's it's amazing. I know. Yeah, it's I. 
I understand it. Oh, but but shipping is just a, no, it isn't. It's a truck, man. It's you scan it on a truck, and where is it? Right. Yeah. It, but hey, at least I got my Danhausen shirt, so yeah, I'll be wearing that to trivia tomorrow night. <laughs> I put my uh, motorcycle up on the market. Oh. <clears throat> well, to be completely honest, it causes me pain to hurt uh, to ride. Yeah. With the neuropathy in my foot, in my mm-hmm. left foot, which is the foot I have to shift with. Yeah. And my shoulder issues and my hip issues. I'm just not comfortable riding anymore. So I post, okay. I posted my bike for sale. I had one dude come by already today and uh, he's bringing his buddy who is, who works at a motorcycle shop to mm-hmm. come and check it out on Wednesday. And, uh, you know, I mean, bittersweet, bittersweet. I, I, Maybe one day I'll get uh, I'll get another bike, but it'll be a trike. I'll get I'll go with like the Harley uh, freewheeler or something. But you know, it, it's a bittersweet time. But there is a silver lining to the cloud of me selling my motorcycle. Mm. I'm taking some of the proceeds from the sale of my motorcycle, and I'm buying my other high end base. Okay, I have my Warwick. I'm going to take some of the proceeds from the sale of the bike, and I'm going to buy my Rickenbacker. All right. I'm going to buy my my uh, Jet Glow Black Rick 4003. May as well. Yep. I mean, it's I, I can't see another time where I'm going to willingly spend two thousand dollars <laughs> on a base. But since I can't have my bike, since I don't have my bike anymore, I think I'll treat myself to a nice nice Rickenbacker. May as well. Yeah. But. Other than that, things are good. <laughs> yeah, things uh, things are looking good. I mean, work is I I'm not even gonna try to get ahead at work. It's just it is what it is now, and it's like I'm not stressing it. Yeah, I got to go to Bloomsburg tomorrow. Yeah, I I have to go to Bloomsburg tomorrow. I have uh, about sixty polls, sixty seventy polls to survey in Bloomsburg. Uh, Wednesday, Hazelton and catch up on some paperwork. Mm-hmm. Thursday, I think, is back out to Williamsport. <laughs> my my favorite place in the world. You know, it, it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, they keep... Oh, and one of the Verizon engineers I do a lot of work with is going to be sending me more stuff probably Wednesday or Thursday. But that's local. That's uh, Cressona... Or not Cressona, Cresco. Uh, Cresco... Toby Hanna, All right. Tannersville area. Yeah, fairly local. Okay. <laughs> Monroe County's a treat. You ever think you'd hear that word, that 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 sentence come out of my mouth? No, no. I. There's not a lot of counties in this area that kind of say the word treat to them. Yeah, well, I, I'm, I'm dreading the next time I got to go back to Schuylkill County because the next time I got to go back to Schuylkill <laughs> County, <laughs> I know it's going to be that Route 61 project and I'm does, not looking forward to that. Does, does, does anybody have a good... Oh, there was a... Oh, I had to go to Philly today. You got to love this. Okay. So we get rerouted down 309 to go all the way to Philly. Right. Because on the Conchocan Curve, there's a truck fire. Oh, a truck carrying deli meat caught fire. <laughs> and can you imagine the wonderful smell that must have been for miles? <laughs> Ooh, nothing like burning incinerated deli meat. <laughs> I wonder if it was Wonder Bar bologna. It's like, it's like, that's Lebanon. I smell Lebanon. <laughs> no, you see, see, cause I'm a, I'm an old school Dutchman, right? Yeah. And I'm an old school Dutchman, but I hate Leb, I hate Lebanon bologna. 
Oh. I can't stand it. Oh, you're wrong. The only uh, <laughs> opinions vary. The only way I can eat it is like rolled up with cream cheese on it. That's the only way I can eat it. But I do enjoy a good fried bologna sandwich. <laughs> I don't like bologna. The, uh, Just because it's not spelled like it sounds. Oh, because it's you spelled can't, bologna? You can't trust words that aren't spelled like their sounds. So don't get me started on getting straught. Straught. Yeah. Now, I'm going to pronounce it like it says on the can. It looks like it says draught. I'm calling it draught. Go ahead till, uh, till Conor McGregor comes here and punches you in the mouth. <laughs> It's draft, you daft cunt. <laughs> so this should be spelled D-R-A-F-T. What about P-H-T? <laughs> draft. <laughs> oh. no, I had to sound that out in my head. Oh. And then also out loud. Why, why do we do this? Why do, why do we do this? Hey, I got an idea for um, a show in August. We'll throw it out there now. Right. Um, see if we can get some suggestions. August is traditionally summer sl- is SummerSlam month. Yes. Okay. Our favorite SummerSlam match of all time. Okay. And we'll do a watch along. Okay. Okay. So I'm thinking favorite. I have an I have an idea of mine already, but I'm gonna keep it to myself. I'd have to look stuff up because I'm not even sure which ones were SummerSlam, which ones weren't. Oh, and one cool thing about SummerSlam this year, you know where it's going to be? Where? Allegiant Stadium. Oh. Home of the Las Vegas Raiders. <laughs> oh. Better than, uh, better than the uh, world's largest gay bar in Dallas. Easy, easy. That's, cl- that's class they're, they're doing for that. Uh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to insult the LGBTQ community. No, no. Wrestle, WrestleMania is in the best place it could ever be. What, back at the Performance Center? No, man. Oh, that's right. They yeah. are at the largest gay bar. Damn it. Now. Sorry, I apologize to the LGBTQ community. You should apologize to all the Dallas fans. No. Fuck the Dallas fans. Your words hurt. <laughs> words can hurt. Words can hurt. Uh, so what do we want to do? Do we want to stick our hand in the bucket? That's up to you this week because I, I complained last week, but you know what? You know, I'm going to put the the your, the your balls behind the wheel of your court. Balls behind the wheel of my court. However it is. I got You got your balls to the wall, man. Yep, except it's going to be playing at Penn's Peak. Really? I think I saw a sign for it, although I didn't see the date on it, so hell, it could have been for three years ago. Oh. <laughs> um, speaking of concerts, before we get rolling, tickets are procured for uh, Alkaline Trio and Bad Religion mm-hmm. in Philly. Cool. Yeah. Uh, I saw another show in Philly, Testament, Death Angel, and and a third one. Uh, another one I saw in Philly. <clears throat> Another one I saw in Philly coming up is Black Label Society, yeah. pr- uh, Prong and Obituary. Yes, I saw. Yeah. I'm, uh, now they're all ramping the hell up. Black Label fans scare me. No, they, they shouldn't. They're, they're you. Oh, you act like I got a big Black Label tattoo across my back or something. No, no, but this clothes that you wear. Look, the clothes no, wait, that Wait, wait, wait. Stop. I do have a big yeah. Black Label tattoo. But they're also the clothes that you wear. Uh-huh. Okay. Are you know you, you know say like, oh the, yeah the black label uh, concerts down that no I'm I'm here to see Anthrax what it's, just, <laughs> it's like what just because I dress like a greasy biker yeah I mean that's just you know 
<laughs> I mean, look, I'm, gonna, I'm not saying this to be mean either. I mean, you know, if we were doing an Adam House trip, you'd be D-Day. Done. <laughs> Daniel Simpson Day. That's right. I mean, that's just the end of it. I mean, Wait, But would I? Would my whereabouts be unknown? Yeah. You were, you are the, you were the, you would be the type. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying. You'd be flounder. Shut up, man. You'd I'm, be flounder. Oh, come on. I am, I am so not flounder. You are flounder. No, I am, I am, no. I'm one of, um, um, I can't remember the, the titles of Otter, maybe? Oh, you'd be one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we got a lot of thought to this, and your pledge name is Flounder. <laughs> Why flounder? <laughs> Why not? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Great movie. Great movie. In high school, I would have been Pinto. I will. I will say that I probably would have been Pinto. Probably. <laughs> probably. All right. Give me that bucket here. There's only. You should only be two left in there. Yeah. So it's a. Oh, it's, hang on. It's the, I'll, it's the I'll good pick, one. I'll pick. Um, but. I had a. It's like flipping a coin. You know what I like. I had a good conversation over the weekend. Yeah. Mister Miller called me. <laughs> what did we do now? Oh no, Jim just called to talk. <laughs> I spent an hour on the phone with him. Oh. Yeah. Good. Good times talking to Jim. Uh, he um, he says he's going to send a few more suggestions in for us. All right. And uh, Jim's suggestions and anybody else's suggestions, I'd like to hear from our uh, west Co- from our western states. Uh, correspondent here occasionally. Ugh. Oh, I can't do that out loud. <laughs> the opinions of Bill Solt are not necessarily those of Oh No, Not Them podcast. We love you, Andy. <laughs> okay. Who put this together? It's a post-it, man. It's not, it's not origami. It looks like origami. The new wave of British heavy metal. Ooh. Nawabum. <laughs> All right, new wave of British heavy metal. That encompasses a whole lot of territory. Not not really. There's only like three bands. Okay, who? Priest, okay. Maiden, and Motorhead. Done. Def Leppard's considered Nawabum. They are. That's the worst part. <laughs> okay. No, let, okay, let's... How many bands... What are the bands that you think encompass it? That encompass new album. Uh, of course, the, the obvious, Judas Priest, mm-hmm. Iron Maiden, Motorhead. Mm-hmm. Then you've got to take in bands like, um, of course, Def Leppard. Mm-hmm. And I'm drawing a blank after Def Leppard. See? See? What about Venom? Venom is... Venom, I don't think you can consider New Wave of British Heavy Metal because they're more proto-black metal. They were the start of black metal. I don't think Sabbath would be that. No, Sabbath is first wave. Oh, yeah, and it's new wave. Yeah, new wave. Wow, three bands we can think of. We suck. Saxon. Sax- Son of a bitch, I forgot about Saxon. I remember. I like Saxon. I do actually like Saxon. A lot of the earlier stuff. Yeah, I mean, uh, the Denim and Leather record mm-hmm. is fantastic. Uh, it's That's a true hidden gem that yes. not a lot of people know about. Denim and Leather, Strong Arm of the Law is another great one. Um, uh, Wheels of Steel. Yes. Uh, like, let, uh, let's, let's talk with Saxon for a little bit. Um, you have the song Denim and Leather. Yeah. Which is basically about the scene mm. in London. Yeah, it's the, it's the anthem that 
that's what that was the anthem before people knew what an anthem was. Right. It talks about you know being at the being at the shows back in '79 mm-hmm. and 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 stuff like that. Uh, denim and leather was their was it was their their uniform. Yes. And in a lot of ways, it's still the uniform for heavy metal. Still is. Um, denim and leather brought us all together. Mm-hmm. Something uh, I forget what he says. And let your spirit free. Yeah. Great song. Um, excellent song, but my favorite Saxon tune is probably Princess of the Night. That is another good one. Uh, it's a song about train spotting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Does that actually mean train spotting, or does that mean heroin use? Well, it could go... The movie confused me. Well, there there, there actually is, like, there or was a thing, train spotting. Yeah. When you would try to, f- you know, you would try to find each train, and you had a little log book. It's kind of like, kind of like bird watching. Man, Britain's weird. Yeah, they are. <laughs> Don't forget about camel spotting. Okay, I'm not falling for it. What? It sounds like a sounds like a Monty Python bit. It is. <laughs> it is. <laughs> you are in fact a spray spotter, right? <laughs> I am actually going to cheat. Okay, go ahead. And I'm, I have to look up the bands in in, in blah blah blah. blah. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. You look up the bands in the Wabam. I mean, the the most famous is the most famous is a toss up really between Maiden and Priest. But if I had to pick one, I would probably say the most popular is Maiden because they're still headlining and selling out large arenas. Uh, you know, the last time I saw them, it mm-hmm. was 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 at the Wells Fargo Center. Yeah. You know, whereas Priest is playing, and it's a it's a large venue, but and a great venue, but it's not the Wells Fargo. They're playing at um the Reading Royals place in Reading, yeah, uh, Santander Arena, which right. is roughly the size of AT of uh the PPL Center. A couple others on this list are Diamond Head. Oh, Diamond Head, Raven, Raven. Okay, Raven and Vardis. Who? I don't know. I don't know. Now, Diamond Head, their biggest claim to fame would probably be the fact that Metallica covered "Am I Evil." Yeah. Yep. You know, um, you know, great song. I've heard Diamond Head's version of it. it's not bad, but Metallica really made that their own. I think that's what most of those bands, except for the you know the three that we always mention, are right. Is that bands like Metallica listened to them early on? Uh huh. And covered them, introduced those bands, but almost you didn't know they were those bands. Right. I've heard of Raven before. Raven, actually, I'm all caught up with uh, Anthrax 40. Oh, yeah. I'm all caught up with it. Um, Back to the early days of Anthrax, their first tour, they opened for Raven. Yep. Yeah, so, I mean, a lot of the, that's where, like, a lot of this came from. But I think not a lot of these, they may have been good, but didn't gain popularity. Who else do you see on there? Let's see, Raven, Venom, Venom, Venom is on it. I I would have not. I would, I can see it, but I wouldn't consider Venom like I I consider them proto black metal. They were the really the first black metal band. Yeah. Oh, there's there is. Oh my God, there is so many. It's like my God, it's over a thousand on a list here. It's like, oh Jesus. Yeah. You see now, like because Venom. Let's stick with them for a minute. Venom 
my probably my favorite black metal band actually took their name from a, a Venom song, mm-hmm. Bathory. Yeah, they took the their name from Count, the song okay. Countess Bathory, and uh, like Venom's black metal album. It's called Black Metal. Mm-hmm. You had side black and side metal. Yeah, and then Bathory took that a little bit. You know, they they took it, called the band uh, Bathory, and their first album was side darkness and side evil. <laughs> yeah, I enjoy I, I like I can I can listen to Venom. Yeah. But it's not if I'm listening to it between songs, I won't shut it off. Right. But I've never actually gone out and tried to get a Venom album. I somewhere I have a copy. I have mm-hmm. a physical copy of Black Metal. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know talk about you know you know odd pairings in concert tours. At one point, Venom played for black. Uh, played with Black Flag. Were they only looking at the color schemes? I, that's what I'm thinking. It's like it's. <laughs> and black. Well, they, they have black in the name. They must. And Black Flag opened. I wonder how that went over. Because Henry Rollins in an Anthrax documentary is like, oh, how welcoming and how nice metal fans are. I'm willing to bet. Dude, yeah. Reed, get in the van. Um, uh, Reed, Reed, get in the van, which is called from Henry's yeah. tour journals from that time. He doesn't have nothing nice to say about Venom. He doesn't have nothing nice <laughs> yeah. to say about U2. Um, Henry's mellowed with age. <laughs> Henry's mellowed with age. I don't, I'm with you. I don't mind Venom. I won't turn them off, but I'm, mm-hmm. I don't actively seek them out. Yeah. Like, because like I said, I've been, I said last week, with Randy in the car, I've been listening to a lot of death metal and black metal because that's what he's been, yep. you know, it's what he's been vibing on. When Venom comes on, I don't skip it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think when it comes down to the new wave of bridge, I think we should probably stick to the three we really know yeah. Best. Yeah, let's stick to those. Um let's start with Motorhead. Or no, let's save Motorhead for last. Yeah. All right, let's start with Judas Priest. Judas Priest. First album 1974's Rockarola. Yeah. Great record. Um but really different from what Priest would become. Mhm. Priest yeah. uh, Priest is a chameleon band. Yeah, the yeah, Rockarola wasn't one of my favorites. I dig it. I, I dig it for what it is. Mhm. But it's very different that from what Priest would become. I mean, l- later on, they get into the '80s. They get more commercialized, mm-hmm. and then you get to Painkiller. But let's not <laughs> go that far yet. The still in the '70s, you have like Stained Class. Love that. Sad Wings of Destiny. Great, great record. record. My favorite Priest song is on there. Beyond the Realms of Death. Okay. Um, Beyond the Realms of Death, such a great song. That and Victim of Changes. Is oh, that. Victim of Changes, such a good song. Yes. But I love the version, I love the studio version of Victim of Changes, but there's no version of that that I've ever heard that tops the live version on Unleashed in the East. Okay. A live record from like 78 or 79 at, Bud- yeah. at Budokan Hall. It, oh my God. To this day, one of my favorite live records ever, mm. ever. Such a great, such a great album. Starts off with Exciter, 
you talk about a way to start a show. Mm. That That's just a killer way to start a show. It's got uh, Exciter, Genocide, Green Man Alishi with the two-prong crown, Victim of Changes, Diamonds and Rust, so many classic priest tunes. And then you get to British Steel. Mm. British Steel was like their commercial breakthrough in the United States. Yeah, yeah, that was the one that had all the videos. Yep, breaking the, and to uh, to that point, their two most popular songs, mm-hmm. "Breaking the Law" and the ever classic "Living After Midnight." I was also thinking you got another thing coming. No, that's on. Am, am I? Because that was you got another thing coming. I believe is on "Screaming for Vengeance." Is it? Yeah, I know oh. it's not on staying class. Oh, because the, the the style, what well, was right around the same time. I remember seeing all those videos. Yeah, it's in the in early eighties. Yeah, early early to mid eighties. Okay, because um, there was actually a record between those. Point of entry. Okay. Ah, uh, oh, yes. Great, great album. Another one of my favorite priest tones of all time was on that one. Uh, Desert plains. Okay. Um. Desert Plains, and then you go on to like Screaming for Vengeance, which I think has you got another thing coming. Yeah, on that it. was one of my favorites because that starts off with the Hellion Electric Eye. Great song. And just, just grips you right into the album. I cannot disagree. Yeah. I cannot disagree. That is such like a that, killer. That reach out, grabs a hold of you, and said, You're listening to this whole album. You're not, don't get up. That, and, and that's, that, for me is K.K. Downing and Glenn Tipton at their peak of, you know, the twin guitar thing. Yeah. You know, and Tipton and Downing are one, they're one of the best tandem, uh, guitar tandems in metal history. Hands down. Mm-hmm. You know, easily top five. And the guy that they have playing for him, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Um, he, he He's doing a, an admirable part of holding down K.K.'s uh, KK's parts. He's doing a great job. But KK Downing is back and has a new album out. Okay. It's called KK's Priest. Nice. Yeah. And you know who he's got singing for him? Halford? No. No, no the guy who took over for Halford. Ripper Owens. Ripper. <laughs> he's got Ripper Owens singing for him. So it's like a half-assed priest reunion. In fact, I think he might have Les Banks on the drums. Nice. Uh, Les Banks was the original drummer. Mm-hmm. Um. His, so all he would need is, you know, to pry uh, Ian Hill away because <laughs> Ian's the only bass player that's ever been in Priest. Uh, what What are some other classic Priest records? Ram It Down. Turbo Lover. I like... Well, no, tur- eh. sorry, Turbo. I like Turbo. I know Turbo, the people don't like it. I know that's the one everybody like gets all... It's all upset about, but I actually I like Turbo. I can see that being in your wheelhouse. Yeah. I, I could see, okay, given what I know about you and yeah. your musical lack of taste, I could see that. Damn, be- damn, it's just like, you know, it's like I, I thought it was going to be a nice pat on the back and there was a knife in there. That's right. But I, I can, you know, I could see that being in your wheelhouse. Ram It Down's not terrible. It's not terrible. It's not their, not their worst album, I don't think, but it's definitely not in the pantheon of Great Priest Records, mm. in my opinion. Which just happens to be right. Opinions are not right or wrong. When it comes to me, they no, are. No, no. We, we've discussed this. And yes, it, and, and it, you're wrong. <laughs> it's going to be one of them days. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> it's going to get even worse with the other two bands, too. I All know right. it. All right, let's move on. Uh, yeah. What? I know you don't like Painkiller. I do not because I honest, honestly, 
I don't know what it is about that album. I am not a I am not a fan. See now, and the sad part is, Painkiller itself is a catchy goddamn tune, and I could end up singing along with it. Oh, that drum intro! But I, I just, I'm not a fan of that album. Tell me, you're driving. Tell me, you're driving down the highway, and that drum intro starts. You don't just put your foot to the yeah. floor and crank the yeah. freaking. But and it's 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 weird how my my brain just doesn't want to function right with Painkiller. I, I don't know. Maybe your brain is functioning right on painkiller, and you're so used to being abnormal, you don't know what's don't what's going on. Abby normal, Abby normal. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I like painkiller. I All think right. painkiller is a great album. And then after that is when Halford left for a while, mm-hmm. and uh, Ripper to, Owens came yep, in. They went to fight, and don't forget the uh, the two album. I don't. Well, I know there was fight, and then I know he also did uh, a couple other things. Winter songs. It's. Um, well, he also put out a, 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 a album just as Halford. Yeah. Uh, Resurrection. Great mm-hmm. record. But he did an album called Two. Mm-hmm. It's it's him and John Five uh, from uh, Rob Zombie's band. But this is before he was with Zombie. Yeah, Halford just does. Like, Halford does what he wants. Yeah, and Halford, oh my, I mean, <laughs> his he's, Instagram's hilarious. Well, he's the metal guy. He is, I mean, yeah, and it's he is his Instagram is just wonderful how he just... Cause he's so tongue in cheek about everything. Yeah, and it's like he—he's and it's almost like and not like I'm Rob Halford. I don't care, but but I'm Rob Halford, and I don't need to care. It's right. Like, See, like I saw a thing recently about Halford about how he's never sworn in a priest song. Yeah, it's beautiful. I don't need to. Yeah. He said, "I'm I'm more clever than that." He said, "In my daily life, I curse like a sailor." Yeah, but I don't. You know, I I prefer not to do it in my music because I'd like to be more more clever. Mm-hmm. And I I completely I completely respect that. As you know, somebody who's a foul mouthed asshole. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go on. What what else? For, see, because to me, the Ripper Owens era is kind of forgettable. I think the best thing that kind of uh, Rip Rowans got out of Priest was the movie uh, Rockstar. Well, they actually wanted to you know? call that they actually <laughs> wanted to call that album Metal God. Yeah, I or mean, that that yeah. movie Metal God. But Halford sued. Yeah, but but still, I mean, I I've I don't and I yeah, I never you never know who's playing nice and who isn't. But Ripper says that it was his idea to get Halford back in the band. I, I and if I, and if it was good on him. Yeah, I can see that he didn't walk off stage and say I gotta go take a piss. Right. <laughs> And hand the fan to a, uh, hand the mic to another fan. Yeah, but it, I mean the the Ripper Owens story is really actually very cool. It is. They found they found him singing in a Judas Priest tribute band, mm-hmm. and they thought he was using he was lip syncing to Halford's vocal tracks. Mm-hmm. So they flew him to England, put him in a studio, and said, "Okay, let's see if you can do this." And he killed him because he does a very good Halford impression. Yeah. And Ripper Owens has a great voice. I mean, I like the stuff he did with, um, I like the stuff he did with Iced Earth. Um, pretty much anything he's done outside of Priest, I was a fan of. And even the Priest stuff is not terrible, but I want Halford. I think I think it was a double-edged sword because with a lot of bands that have changed singers, you don't have a mirror image. No. You know, I mean, it's like you, you have... You know, John Bush sounds nothing like Joey Belladonna. But but Anthrax 
John Bush era anthrax sounds like nothing like Joey Belladonna anthrax. Exactly. They, you know, the whole band changed. Priest. I, well, I, yeah, but it was it was a. I think it was a. You could hear the change coming. Kinda. Yeah. I mean, there's some heavier, uh, heavier, murkier elements on mm-hmm. on persistence of time. Yeah. You can see the change, and they ju- and they just continue. But I don't think, you know. It's so tough when you have iconic bands with singers. Right. I mean, you can't You can't just... I, I mean, the ones that are able to do it can, but, I mean, there are, are a lot to just... Singers? No, we're just... I mean, they're, they're, the the instances of it working, even for a, for a short time, are really rare. Yeah. You can think of Anthrax because the stuff they did with John Bush up until Volume 8 was good. Mm-hmm. Stomp four four two wasn't terrible. No, I actually well, I, I tried listening to that because I've been doing the Anthrax thing along, and I tried listening to Stomp four four two, and it's like, oh god, this stuff is not good. It's not terrible, but it's not good. It's not great. Yeah. Um, I mean, Black Sabbath after Technical Ecstasy when Ronnie James Dio oh. came in, it changed the entire dynamic of the band. Yep. If you listen to even up to Technical Ecstasy, mm-hmm. which is the last Ozzy record, last classic Ozzy record, let's say. Yeah. And then you listen to Heaven and Hell, two different bands. Mm-hmm. Two different bands. Ronnie Dio completely changed the dynamic of that band. Just like John Bush, the dynamic changed yeah. with Anthrax. Uh, another, I'm trying to think of another one. The one that, that kind of stayed static, no matter who the singer was, was Deep Purple. Okay. When you went from Ian Gillen to David Coverdale. Yeah. Everything stayed pretty static, you know, because Richie Blackmore is a control freak and not going to let anybody else Mm -hmm. tell him what to do with his band. Um, Except in Rainbow, he did. Yeah. Because you had the the Dio era Rainbow, and then he leaves, and for one album, uh, Graham Bonnet comes in for Down to Earth, and then you... Get Joe Lynn Turner, and that's like the commercial era of Rainbow. Yeah, but that's not New Wave of British heavy no. metal. Well, no, but but we would, got, wouldn't be a show without a tangent. That's right. <laughs> well, hang on, I got another tangent. Yeah, band I'm going to see in November. Um, well, a member of a band, Al, uh, Matt Skiba from Alkaline Trio. Mm-hmm. He replaced Tom DeLonge in Blink One Eighty Two. Okay. After the long went crazy with his like aliens and conspiracies and all this other <laughs> horse shit, um, yeah, uh, Matt Skiba is now playing. It has been playing guitar and singing in Blink One Eighty Two as well. Jesus, it still works. No, but it's like, what happens to these people that they just they just they just snap one day? I don't know. <laughs> you know, another one that worked with changing singers and they changed like they changed singers like they changed underwear for mm. a while was Black Flag. Yeah, I, didn't I mean, I know a lot of the early Henry Rollins Black Flag. You see, Rollins was actually like the fourth singer. Jesus. Yeah. There was, there was uh, the guy immediately before Henry Rollins ended up playing rhythm guitar for uh, mm. for quite a while with Black Flag, Des Kadena. Yeah. Uh, trying to think of who else sang for, uh, for Black Flag. I'm drawing a blank, but I know there were several singers before Henry Rollins. Mm. And there's a Black Flag compilation called The First Four Years, which is all the singers leading up to Henry. Hmm. And then Damaged 
was the first album with Henry. Yeah. Classic, classic <laughs> record. Let's get back to Judas Priest. <laughs> All right. All right. I mean, now that, I mean, they're going on their 50th anniversary tour. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're going to be in Santander. And of course, you know, Priest is going to come out and play all the hits. I haven't heard any of their newer stuff, of their, like their super new stuff, like the last record. Their I last ha- record was pretty good. I haven't heard it. Yeah. Or I don't, I think I might have listened to some of it, but I know I haven't listened to the album through. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I, it's, you know, it's, it's Priest. It's going to be good. Yeah. The quality is going to be there. And Halford, you know, he's um, even at, you know, pushing 70 years old. Halford still commands the stage like very few. Yeah. The newest the newest record. I remember whenever it did come out, I I uh, listened to it on YouTube. Uh-huh. Love YouTube. And I said better than Painkiller. Yeah, you're, I, I'd have to listen to it. But see, if I think it's better than Painkiller, it's a good record to you. You dick. <laughs> I might have to check it out. All right, let's move on to Iron Maiden. Ah, uh, love the Maiden. All right, philosophical question before we get going: Paul Diano or Bruce Dickinson? Dickinson. We're not even going to talk about Blaze Bailey. You know, I, I absolutely, and I understand. I know that um, Diano. I don't sing opera. Uh, yeah, we. I, 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 but, I, I know. Yeah, and Wrathchild is a great song. Oh, it's all time I mean, classic. Yeah, Killers is an but I mean, I am such a Dickinson fan. Uh, me too. Now, Nick Massington, mm-hmm. Nick can't stand Dickinson's voice. He he can't stand him. I, I mean, Bruce is the air raid siren. You know, <laughs> Bruce, and, and I've seen Maiden live several times. My first concert, I was eight years old. My mom took me to see Iron Maiden at the Allentown Fairgrounds. And Dickinson, to this day, has a an amazing stage presence. The dude is all over the stage. He'll like when they play the trooper, he goes, he puts the British red coat on, is waving the Union Jack <laughs> around. Um, it, it, Maiden is Maiden is one of the best live bands I've ever seen. Maiden is so fantastically good live. Um, one of my base heroes, Steve Harris. Mm-hmm. You know, you you can't be a heavy metal bass player and not at least respect Steve Harris. Yeah, oh, I agree. All right, let's talk th- some Maiden records. What's your favorite Maiden record? Uh, I want to say it's probably either Somewhere in Time or... Um, shit, I'm drawing about it. The one with the Sphinx. I, oh, Power shit. Slave. Power Slave, thank you. Power Slave. Those two... I, I absolutely love. Though I I do love Seventh Son of a Seventh Son as well. So many there's so many yeah. great options. I mean I mean you can't di- and you can't discount you can't discount Peace of Mind. Peace of Mind's another great one. Oh. You you can't discount Number of the Beast. Uh, yes, that's see that's what, I mean it's like there's so many that it's, it's hard to even uh, going up to um, No Prayer for the Dying. No Prayer uh, Fear of the Dark. Well, Fear of the Dark was where things were. It was Fear of the Dark was okay. Well, that was the last Dickinson record. Yeah, that was before the uh, the failed Blaze Bailey experiment. Yeah, um, my if if I had a you know gun to my head, I've got to pick my favorite Maiden record. I'm going. I'm probably gonna go. Power Slave. Mm. 
so many great songs on there. Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner. Yep. You know, if you're going to waste 13 minutes on stage, <laughs> that's the way to do it. You know, let's take an old Samuel Taylor Coleridge poem and write a fucking epic song around it. Mm-hmm. Such a fantastic song and such a fantastic story. Yeah, I think the more and the, and the older I get, like wasted years on somewhere in time, just just it hits. It, it hits hard. at our at, at our age. Yeah, it hits different. It, it, it just it, yeah, it, it hits hard. But that that whole album is just. Oh yeah, awesome. somewhere in time is a great record. Yeah, uh, even the title track "Caught Somewhere in Time." Yeah, two minutes to midnight. Yes. Yeah. Oh, oh wait, no. Two minutes to midnight Whatever. is on. Uh, pow- that's on Power Slave. There's so many. Yeah, that, Iron Maiden is one of those bands that, unless it's the title track, I don't remember. I think "Can I Play with Madness." I know that one's on Seventh Son. That is on Seventh Son, and that's another great one. Oh yeah, I mean, there's so many good songs on that. Moonchild, mm-hmm. um, uh, the Clairvoyant. Yeah, Maiden, I mean, for me, Maiden up until the 90s. Very, very few missteps. Was really hitting them out of the park. and Yeah. I mean, you even want to go back to the Deano era. Now, Paul Deano mm-hmm. was Paul Deano was a punk singer. Yeah. Okay? Paul Deano was a punk singer, and Maiden's music didn't become, you know, what we come to know as Maiden until... Deano left the band. Yeah. The first two albums with Paul Deano, which are, of course, the self-titled debut, mm-hmm. and Killers, yeah. are great records for what they are. Uh, Murders in the Room or oh. Wrathchild, yes. Running Free. Oh. You know, awesome songs. Awesome songs. The Ides of March. You know, all just awesome songs. Shit, but we should have done Iron Maiden instead of Kiss. We should have. Jesus Christ, we would have been complaining so much. Well, we'll do that. We'll do that at another <laughs> time. We'll we'll do a deep dive at another time, yeah. um, and then you get to number of the beast, which is the first record with Bruce Dickinson, and a real change in Maiden's sound. Mm-hmm. the 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 playing gets the music gets more technical, okay, uh, they, and a little bit more experimental. Yeah, and you've got that air raid siren voice of Bruce Dickinson from from the opening scream in Number of the Beast mm-hmm. you know you've got that almost spoken intro you know or I left alone my mind was blank and then it he, like Dickinson just lets that scream rip yeah you knew that was a game changer and they're storytellers too. Oh my God! They're like yes. twenty-two Acacia Avenue. Well, that was a whole freaking. Uh, that was a that was a continuation mm-hmm. of Charlotte the Harlot. Yeah, you know, but, uh, but they would tell these stories. Yes, in the songs. Yeah, um, the um, let's go on to our uh, peace of mind. Mm-hmm. Um, what the hell is the name of the song? Take. Uh, uh, Look in the pool and what do you see? In the top depths there are faces beckoning me. Now I'm drawing a blank on peace of mind. That's one of my favorite covers too. Nightmares Next- <laughs> coming all the time. I can't remember the name of the name of the friggin' song. Hang on. I now I gotta I think, pull that up. Yeah, I think well that when it comes to covers though, also, I mean well, I mean and I don't mean I don't mean they did other people's songs. I mean album covers. I mean that Blade Runner type, uh, Stranger in a Strange Land. That was uh, 
somewhere in time. Oh, just a stranger in a straight. Yes, that's it. That is. Yeah, that's why I keep coming back to that album because I, 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 I must have listened to the magnets off of that tape. Oh my god, me too. It's like you, know, you had to buy another tape because this one's ruined. You know. Yeah, it, it, it's it's such a such an iconic album. Mm-hmm. But uh, hang on, I'm having a hard time pulling this up now. You got shitty internet. <laughs> okay, that's the singles background. Do, 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 do. Come on, talk, talk, talk. Do something. <laughs> what? Am, oh, what am I? Oh, okay. I'm the. So as as Eric doesn't, you know, as Eric doesn't know right from from music. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> you said talk. I'm gonna talk. Yeah, I get. I peace of mind is one of those albums that I know I I like. Love the album cover, but I could not tell you. And Iron Maiden itself. It's like if you. You know, a quiz show. You want to get on a quiz show and say, hey, match these Iron Maiden tracks up with the album. I'll probably get most of them wrong, even though I know all of them. Right, yeah. right. Even Valerie, though. One of Valerie's favorite songs, and she doesn't like metal. Uh-huh. She loves Run to the Hills. Uh, you can't... Yeah. You can't really not love Run to the Hills. It's such a good song. Yeah, and... Still Life, that's the name of the damn song. Okay. <laughs> Son of a bitch, that took forever. Uh, well, hang on, now that I got the track listing for yeah. Peace of Mind you, up there. You need better internet, that's what you need. Oh, Don't sh- get a router from Walmart. <laughs> okay, Where Eagles Dare. Oh, yes. Great way to start a start a record. Mm-hmm. Also, this is the first record with Nico on drums. <laughs> Everybody loves Nico. Uh, Revelations, mm-hmm. Flight of Icarus. Love Di- that song. Flight, Flight of, of Icarus. Oh, that's a great story in and of itself. Yes. The story of Icarus and, and Daedalus. Yep. You know, f- fly on your way like an eagle, fly, yeah. touch the sun, you know. Oh. It's, it, it's such a great song and such a great story. I, I absolutely love Flight of Icarus. Then you got Die With Your Boots On. Another great one. That's the end of side one. Mm-hmm. All right, because now I'm going to show my age because I remember the track listing <laughs> from vinyl. Side two starts with The Trooper. Yep. Great album or great song, and like like I said, Dickinson will pull out the red coat and the mm-hmm. Union Jack and wave that around on stage during the Trooper. Yep, another great story. You know, it's about a soldier during World War One. Mm-hmm. Uh, still life, quest for fire, the good one, sun and steel. Yep, I know that one. The, Man, I I can't believe that all this was on peace of mind. Maybe peace of mind's one of my favorites. And, it's tough. And it ends with another great story song from called from a great piece of literature, "To Tame a Land." Okay, which is based on Dune. Oh, okay. See that? These guys reading their books. I know. And writing their metal songs on the books. I know, right? <laughs> who did th- who did thunk it? And then, <laughs> then after that, we I think we went to Power Slave. Yeah. Power Slave just has another, it's another album with so many great songs on it. Mm-hmm. Um, then you got Lost for Words, Big Aura. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the sto- I, I think the story behind that is they couldn't come up with lyrics for it. And that's why it's an instrumental and it's called Lost for Words. Yeah, makes sense. Great song, um, t- uh, Two Minutes to Midnight, mm. Aces High. Oh. Uh, yep. Aces, those are all great songs. Yes. And then you have um, the uh, Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner, mm-hmm. the song Power Slave, which is about uh, which is about you know an Egyptian yeah. pharaoh, 
And Dickinson, or no, it's not during that. It's not during that that he puts the mask on. Uh, I can't remember. He uh, he used to come out with like a like a like a Mexican tribal mask on, okay. or like a metal tribal like tribal style mask on. Right. But now he comes out with a Mexican lucha mask on. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember what song it's during. Um, but yeah, that's that's a that's an amazing amazing album. Um, then we go on to I think the next one was somewhere in time. Yes, and that's with that with that Blade Runner cover. Yep. With from what I've found out if you look at the album, there's so many like in Easter eggs. Yeah. Which weren't called Easter eggs at the time, but there's so many Easter eggs in the album cover. Right. But I you mean, have to get the album cover, the, not the cassette. The it, clock reads 2 minutes to look me yeah. reads 11:58. Mm-hmm. 2 minutes to midnight. There's so many like uh the guy that that designed their album covers at the time. Uh I want to say his name was Derek Riggs. Okay. I, I want to, I, I think that was his name because the guy who produced him was Martin Birch. Mm-hmm. I want to say Derek Riggs designed their album covers and he's the guy who like made Eddie mm-hmm. into all these different iterations. Yeah. And you know, he, he always, he always hit a black cat somewhere oh, yeah. on every record. Oh my God. He hit, he hit a little black cat somewhere on every record. Um, but he would put these little Easter eggs in the albums or in the album covers. Yeah, and that you know? one just is loaded with that city. Yeah, and it, it's it's a killer record. And uh, it's got one of their most iconic songs on it, which is Wasted Years. Yeah, that's... And I'm very belchy tonight. Um, Wasted Years is like the first song. Uh, it was like one of their biggest hits, and Adrian Smith co-wrote it and actually sings the final chorus live. Oh, because that, that's an Adrian Smith song, and uh, he he had left the band briefly for a while, and uh, he did a uh, thing called ASAP, Adrian Smith and Project. Okay, and. Uh, you know, Adrian knew where his bread was buttered, and he came back. But by the time he came back, Dickinson was back. Or Dickinson came when Dickinson came back. Mm-hmm. He brought his guitar player from his solo project, yeah, Yannick Gares. And now Maiden is a three pronged guitar attack, mm-hmm. and it's fucking amazing <laughs> there's no way to, there's no way to describe Iron Maiden live but amazing hmm. uh, I, I, I love Maiden um, but we're, we jumped ahead a little bit because now we got uh, the next one was Seventh Son mm-hmm. more commercial yeah still good good album good album uh, it's got the clairvoyant Seventh Son of a Seventh Son, which is mm-hmm. another cool story. Yeah. You know, fucking Maiden reading their books and wanting to educate and whatnot. Yeah. And then you have the they're probably their most commercial song, Can I Play With Madness. You think? I, I, I didn't think that was their most commercial. It's very poppy. I know that. And the funny thing is the video for it had Graham Chapman in it. Yes, it did. Of all... Of all the people. That was shortly before Graham passed away. Yeah, I mean, of all the people to put in a video, Graham Chapman. Well, I mean, you know the boys are Python fans. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I I get that, believe me, but it's like, <laughs> when you think of these 
weird the actors that some people got in the videos at the time. Right. You know, nobody would have thought you, when you think Monty Python, you don't think heavy metal. Not really. Yeah. <laughs> no, I I think the Beatles because well, knowing what I know yeah. about Python and that George Harrison mm-hmm. had a great deal to do with financing Holy Grail, you know. Um I don't think you're right. I don't think Monty Python when I think Iron Maiden. I don't yeah. think Iron Maiden when I think Monty Python. Yeah. But yeah, that's a, it's a cool video. Um then we go on to Fear of the Dark. Mhm. No. Or no, no, no. No, next was No Prayer for the Dying. Yes, which that had a lot of, like, between Tail Gunner. Oh, I forgot about that song. Yeah, and um, Bring Your Daughter to the Slaughter. Which Dickinson also did on a solo record. Holy Smoke. Plenty of Bad Preachers for the Devil to Stoke. Yeah. Uh, I forgot what was on that. Yeah, I loved, I loved that album. And that was, you're right, when, and I know when you say that was more commercial, it was because Everybody had that album. Yeah, I mean, everybody was a was a Maiden fan at that moment, right? And (laughs) and I think a lot of that is down. Well, I Holy Smoke is very commercial. Mm -hmm. That's a very radio friendly song, and I'm not just talking like you know, out like ZZO type radio. That was you know, it was more of a top forty ish sounding song, but not necessarily top forty. It still had that Maiden edge to it. And then we get the Fear of the Dark. Mm-hmm. Great song. I I thought it was. I don't know. I I uh, I wasn't a fan of the the ballad. I guess. And then, well, doesn't that have loneliness of the long distance runner on it, or is that on somewhere in time? That's somewhere in time. I, okay. See, now I'm getting like you, and I'm forgetting. Yeah, you see, it's hard to because there's. Yeah. The, I mean, it's not like the sound really changed heavily. No, Maiden has stayed pretty tried and true. Yeah. Uh, and then after that, we got to the Blaze Bailey era, mm-hmm. which thankfully didn't last long. I think it was two records. Yeah. Uh, Virtual Eleven. Ugh. And I can't even remember the other one. Was it Dance of the Dead? It might have been Dance of the Dead. Um, but I remember being I remember being stationed in Panama mm-hmm. when Virtual Eleven came out and buying it and being wholly fucking disappointed. Yeah. You know... Uh, it, it's like they got Paul Diano, but worse back. Yeah, there, there's something when you you put that on, you listen to it, it's like, what happened? You know, it's what, where's where's the good stuff? I actually started listening to Dickinson solo stuff. Tattooed Millionaire is a great record. Yeah, and um, oh, which is the one with the jester coming out of the chest? I shit, not sure. But then there's also Tears of the Dragon. Mm. I can't remember the, but it was they were. You know, Dickinson had the great solo records. Oh, yeah. But you want to talk about a, a poppy commercial so, commercial song. Mm-hmm. The the title track from Tattooed Millionaire. Yep. But it's such a great song. Yeah. I think that was almost written tongue-in-cheek. Oh, you know it was. Yeah, it was. You know it was. You know, I... I uh, I don't want your big city shining. I don't want your silver <laughs> lining. I don't want to be a tattooed millionaire. Yep. And, and look, and then they did the Blaze Bailey thing for a couple of records, and then thankfully Dickinson came back, mm-hmm. and you know they're still going strong. Here they are, going on forty years in. Yep. You know, going on forty years in, or actually over forty years. Yeah. Yeah, over forty years. And 
Dick, those guys, are, they always make a, they still to this day make a big deal that he flies the own, their own jets. Yes, that's a really cool. <laughs> that's a really cool thing. What Maiden did for anyone that doesn't know is they bought a seven forty seven. They bought a, they bought their own plane. Bruce Dickinson is a fully licensed commercial airline pilot. In addition to an adjunct professor at Cambridge, <laughs> a fencing instructor, uh, and the lead singer of one of the greatest heavy metal bands of all time, mm-hmm. he flies the goddamn plane. Yeah. What they did was they bought a 747. They gutted the rear end of it to make it for, you know, for transporting the gear. Okay? It's storage. And then the front half of the co- of the of the jet is seating and some beds and amenities. It's their flying tour bus. Yeah. So they'll fly into a hub in an area and they'll park Ed Force One. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> they'll park Ed Force One at, at said airport and have buses to shuttle them to the various shows in that area. And then they fly on to the next hub. Yeah. Except when they do festival gigs and they fly in and fly the fuck out. Yeah. But it's a, it's a, I can't believe that, like, <laughs> to have that much experience in your life. I know, right? <laughs> I know. I Like, they talked about when they first bought Ed Force One, when they first decided to do this, part of the reason to do it was to go to places that they had never been able to go before because logistically they could not make it work. Mm-hmm. Fuck it. We bought our own plane. Yeah. We'll do what we want. And, you know, they like they flew in for Rock and Rio, which they had done before. You know, they'd played Rock and Rio before, but they flew into like Argentina and Belize and some other countries that they had never been able to go to. Mm-hmm. And, you know, good on Iron Maiden for that. You know, take their music out there. Make yep. sure because, of course, they're huge all over the world. Make it so your so your people can enjoy your music. Oh, yeah. Have you have you ever seen the the Rock and Rio concert from Maiden? No, probably not. Iron Maiden playing in front of a hundred and eighty thousand in a soccer stadium. <laughs> I couldn't imagine that. It's unbelievable. Just like because they do like flyover shots, and yeah. you see all these freaking people. I I could not fathom that. No, I can't. I that's why I don't think I've been to a lot. I can't imagine. You know, my luck, I would get the cheapest and the the most rear seat in the whole place. Yeah. And Bruce Dickinson <laughs> looks like an ant. Yeah. You know, I mean, when you're when you're playing football stadiums, yeah. not football, football. Yeah. Luckily, nowadays, you have the big uh, Titan Trons. Yeah, they got the big Jumbotrons. Even, up. even but we've actually seen those big Jumbotrons in places that really don't need them. <laughs> Yeah, it's, yeah, and and it's it's yeah, the, like the the sands does not need those big screens on the side. No, they you don't. You can see. No, they don't. <laughs> but to be fair, every time I've seen a show at the sands, I couldn't see the screens. <laughs> we were too close. We were too close. Yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. Maiden, phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Even their new stuff, like the the newest the newest stuff that they've put out, is just killer. Mm-hmm. Um, the Wicker Man is like classic Iron Maiden. It yeah. sounds like it's the, uh, a song like The Wicker Man. 
uh, would be right at home on any classic Iron Maiden record. Uh, the Book of Souls, the stuff on Book of Souls would sound just as in place. I have to revisit some of the newer stuff. On any yeah. classic Maiden album. You know, Maiden Maiden has it kind of like, I, I don't want, I hate to compare Iron Maiden to Kiss, but Maiden has found the formula for what works for them. Yeah. And they do it exceedingly well. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, if if you ever, if you get the opportunity to go see Iron Maiden, I would, I would absolutely recommend that you see them. Mm. One of my favorite live performances ever. Iron Maiden. Papa Kiss. <laughs> now let's go on to the mighty, the one, the only, Ian Fraser Kilmister. Mm. And Moted! Yes. I remember, I mean, every. I just remember watching the young ones and hearing Ace of Spades. That was... That was my intro to the band Motorhead. Mine too. And holy shit, what a ride. Uh, yeah. Uh, here we are, a 40-year love affair. Yeah. I, I, I fucking love Motorhead. Mm-hmm. I am. Uh, there are very few bands I regret not getting the chance to see. I am happy and mm-hmm. I am overjoyed that I got the opportunity to see Motorhead before Lemmy passed away. Now, I wish I could go back in time and see the classic ver- the classic lineup of Motorhead. Mm. Uh, Filthy Phil on the drums, Lemmy on bass and vocals, and Wurzel and Wizzo on guitar. Yeah. You know, I would love to go see, or actually just Wurzel, go back to the original Ace of Spades lineup. You know, I would love to see that era of Motorhead. But I got to see them, of course, with Lemmy, and then with Mickey D on drums, yeah. and Phil Taylor on or no Phil Campbell Phil Taylor was the drummer mm-hmm. filthy Phil Taylor and Phil Campbell on guitar amazing amazing live band and the loudest band I've ever seen live yeah and Motorhead never disappoints um even when they try to do something a little outside of their vein like the song 1916 that's still that's hauntingly good oh amazing song and you want to talk about a story song mm mm-hmm. mhm you know, it's about a it's about a kid who lies about his age to fight for the British in World War One, mm-hmm. and you know he gets him and his his friend they die clinging to each other on a muddy like battlefield. Day one, yeah, it seems to me it was day one. Yep, sixteen years old when we went to the war yep. to fight for a land fit for heroes. Mm-hmm. You know, um, eager for fun, we were food for the gun. Mm-hmm. You know, but that's what you are when you're soldiers. Such a hauntingly beautiful song. And the instrumentation on it, it's, uh, I don't even know what the instrument is, but it's not a traditional rock and roll arrangement. No, no, I think it's, is it like a harpsichord? I don't know if it's a harpsichord, but it's some sort of keyboard instrument. Yeah, it's... Maybe like clavinova or something. Yeah. But it's it's hauntingly, hauntingly beautiful. And it's really strange to hear Lemmy sing a ballad. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, even like I ain't no nice guy. Yes, which is one of my which, favorite Motorhead. Now was ain't, was ain't no nice guy a cover for Ozzy or was did Ozzy do the cover for Motorhead? Well, Lemmy and Ozzy <laughs> co-wrote that. 
Okay. It's kind of like Hellraiser. But yeah, it was the same song, different artists. Yeah, but Lemmy co-wrote but each it. each did their own spin on it. Right. Hellraiser Lemmy and Hellraiser Ozzy are definitely two different songs. Yes. And seem to mean two different things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, Motorhead's Hellraiser was actually used in a Hellraiser film. Yeah. I th- <laughs> yes. It was used in Hellraiser 3. Mm-hmm. But Motorhead, they've never, to me, they've never disappointed. Um, I mean, everybody knows Ace of Spades. Yeah. But there's so many great Motorhead tracks through the years. Orgasmatron, Overkill, Iron Fist. Love Me Like a Reptile. Love Me Like a Reptile. We Are the Road Crew. We Are the Road Crew. Oh, my God. You want to talk about a great live record. No yeah. Sleep to Electric- Hammer. Electricity, one of their, from their latest albums. You know, it's, yep. uh, their latest album was just fantastic. Uh, and then you got like stuff like Bomber. Yes. You know, uh, stuff like Bomber. I, I ain't the one to sing the blues. Nope. Uh, Great songs. You know, I've never been disappointed in a Motorhead record. I'm trying to think of some of the ones that I, I know they did more, not ballady stuff, but stuff that's in a lighter vein. Because even Motorhead said they weren't heavy metal. No, we are Motorhead and we play yeah. rock and roll. Yeah. And, and a lot of stuff that they did was just about, you know, hard drinking, hard living and just being on the road and having fun. Exactly. Uh, that's what we are, we are the road crews yeah. about. Uh, and the funny thing about Lemmy. Now, Lemmy lived on a steady diet of Jack Daniels, Marlboro Reds, and methamphetamine. Yep. You could drink all you wanted as a member of Motorhead, but don't let Lemmy catch you doing drugs. You were booted instantly. Mm. I know what this shit does. It's bad news. <laughs> but Lemmy, you know, he was a speed freak. Yeah. I'm trying. I'm trying to think of some of the because I had when I used to put the Motorhead Pandora channel on, some of the deep cuts that would come onto there. Oh, okay. Um, but even so, well, March or Die. Yeah, oh, March. Sorry, Victory or Die. Yeah. Just the way that one starts out. March Bor- or Die is another good one though. Uh, Eat the Rich. Eat the Rich. That's a great song. Um, what's your favorite Motorhead album? <sighs> That's tough. That okay. I. You're, you are be- you are better at knowing what the titles were of these. I can tell you it's the one, it, I think it's a bluish crystallized warthog skull. Is it overkill? Hang on. I Yeah, it's... Let's I, look it up. Yeah, Let's look it up. It's a, yeah, I, I know that one because I know that is one that I gravitate to a lot. 1916 is up there as well, but... Gun to my head, I got to pick one. I'm going 1916. Because there's not a bad song on that record. There is, I mean, really not a bad no, song. No, no, it's, it's front to back. That's, <laughs> I'm so bad, baby, I don't care. I uh, No Voices in the Sky. No, uh, R-A-M-O-N-E-S. Yep. Going to Brazil. 1916. I'm I'm drawing a damn blank on like half the freaking stuff anymore. Even the, the great songs that I think of, I, I there there's so so many. Even the, and I said even the even the latest one has some has some really hauntingly good ones. And as a matter of fact, when you when you sit and think that that was the last, it is overkill. That's overkill. That's the one. Yeah, yeah. overkill is See, such a descri- good album. I can describe that damn album cover. I oh, love. Such a good album. Yeah, uh, and and the song overkill. Yeah. You want to talk about a song that just drives mm-hmm. and grabs you by the balls yes. and says, let's go, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. That's overkill. Yeah. 
Yeah, Motorhead, and I can't name like Motorhead doesn't have many. I don't think of any slip ups, like any Motorhead album. Oh, you put on now. That's not a good one. No, I can't think of any either. Now, even the stuff that like they have done, kind of outside of album stuff, mm-hmm. I dig. Like they did three separate entrance themes for Triple H. My God, yes, it's amazing. Uh, of that you have, of course, the game. Yes. Then you have the theme for Evolution. Yes. And then you have uh, King, King of, of Kings. Yes, my favorite. Really? I love King of Kings. It's a it's a good tune, but I like the game. I, I love King of Kings. There's just, uh, there's just something about that tune that just, just that is a perfect wrestling entrance tune. Yeah. But so is the, and he barely used it. So is the game. The game, well, the game was funny because I, 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 I'd love to know, like, who gave him that. Well, the thing is, I mean, well, I can tell you the story. Yeah. Triple H, they were, you know, this Triple H was transitioning away from the uh, Connecticut. He had already gone away from the Connecticut Blue Blood thing, right? Right. And he was doing the DX thing, but now he was going off as the game, the cerebral yeah. assassin, and Jim Johnston, who did. The music for WWE at the time mm-hmm. called Triple H up and said, hey, uh, you know, what are you thinking? And uh, says to Triple H, are you familiar with Motorhead? <laughs> and Triple H is like, I'm wearing a Motorhead T-shirt right now. I fucking love Motorhead. Well, how about something in the in the along the lines of Motorhead? And the idea was bandied about. Why don't we just get Motorhead to play the damn song? Yeah. Phone calls were made. A friendship was forged. In fact, uh, Triple H spoke at Lemmy's memorial mm-hmm. service. I had to look up the song because it's so haunting. It was the last track of the last album that they did. Okay. When the sky comes looking for you. Oh. You know it? Yes. Yes. And that is such... To put that as the last track of that album. Yeah. I mean, and really, the la- like the last track Lemmy recorded. Yes, or not recorded, yeah. but it sequenced that way. Yeah, and it, the, the last track on his last album. Yeah, that was the one that I was thinking of. It's like, oh, that is such another one that's just haunting. Yeah. Well, I was talking to my buddy Dale today uh, for a little bit, and we were, you know, talking about Motorhead. Uh, Motorhead came up, and uh, you know, the last concert Motorhead did. Was, that was I think, ten days before Lemmy died. Mm-hmm. They filmed their last concert video, full length concert video, less than three weeks before Lemmy died. Mm-hmm. His body is racked with cancer. You know, he's got brain cancer that spread all throughout his body. He's in the you know he's got congestive heart failure. And, you know, certain and, you know, some other ailments, you know, and he's still out there throwing down Mm -hmm. and doing it better than bands half his age. Yeah. You know, he wouldn't give up. No, he was. He was the definition of rock and roll. Yeah. You know, and, you know, I nothing but love and respect for Lemmy. Oh, yeah. Nothing but love and respect for Lemmy. You know, and Randy bought me that uh, Motorhead commemorative guitar strap. Mm-hmm. You know, that's right now. It's on the Warwick. Mm-hmm. Once the Rickenbacker gets here, 
Yeah, there's and 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 Lamoto has another band I would have rather have done than Kiss. Well, we 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 really just you know no, no we no we <laughs> I didn't suggest that it was a royal we. No, it, it was, was a you. <laughs> it was a you, and I still don't forgive you for it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't mean it. Oh. You know, I'm, and I still say in my defense, I didn't realize they had that many freaking albums. You know what? Since we're talking about Kiss, yeah. l- last night was the first part of the A&E biography on Kiss. Okay. Actually, pretty good. Um, you haven't seen Peter or Ace face-to-face. Mm-hmm. And there's no like current interviews with them, but they're using you know sound okay. bi- sound clips from previous interviews. And the first part of the uh, like the first two hours of the documentary covers up to uh, t- to Dynasty. <laughs> you know, it covers up to Dynasty, and that was the first record where Ace and Peter really didn't play on it. Yep. So now tonight at nine o'clock on A and E. Is part two of 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 Kiss three. Watch it. Oh, I will. You'll, no, I mean you'll be sued. No, no, I didn't do it in jeans. The one um, documentary series that I just started watching, it's a YouTube one. They're small, like all the rest of them. It's called uh, Fabric of Metal. Ooh, yeah, it's all about <laughs> it's all about the clothes that metal fans wear. Okay, you know. And as individuals as we are, we all dress the same. Yeah, but <laughs> wait. Speaking of, of like, we all dress the same. I've known the man sitting across this table from me for thirty years. It is ninety-five degrees out today. He walks into my house in long jeans and a fucking jean jacket. Yeah. Are you growing worms? No. See, no. You know me long. How you know me this long? Have you ever known me not to dress like this? No. The yeah. Canadian tuxedo is a constant thing with you. Yeah, exactly. I couldn't do it, dude. Mm. I, I I can't do it. I got locked in a style, and you know, let's just stay there, dude. Pick the lock. No. Kick the door in. Something. No. What? What other type of jacket? Oh, you want to be a windbreaker? Get my members only on? No. Dude, it's 95 degrees out. A pair of shorts. Something. No, I don't wear shorts. <laughs> I don't do shorts. You know, let me tell you. And if I could get a pair of swim trunks like them dudes in the 30s got, you know, like the full length pants and the, you know, full, you know just like. Like a know. singlet. Yeah. Them were stylish. Those guys knew what to do. No. Okay. No. You don't know how embarrassing it is. To be doing these wave pools, and next thing you know, your britches are around your ankles. Well, you tie and them. And you're bare ass for everyone to see. Well, you tie your freaking swim trunks, you dipshit. I've tried that. I have I have thin hips. <laughs> and a fat gut. <laughs> Look at you, your big old pus gut. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's not easy wearing the clothes that I wear. It's not easy being sleazy. Yeah, so I got, I mean, I need like a surfing outfit to go swimming. Yeah. <sighs> I, I can't with you. I'm sorry. I can't with you. <laughs> I got thin hips and no ass, and I can wear shorts. No, I've seen you wear shorts. You can't wear shorts. I'm wearing them now. Yeah, you shouldn't be. You look terrible. 
Look, I'm telling you this as a friend. <laughs> this coming from you. Yeah, but I'm telling you as a friend. You look like you hit, were hitting with a bag. Blah. <laughs> you look like you were hitting the face with a bag of what the fuck. I'm, tr- I'm trying so to. So ugly, your mommy fed you with a slingshot. I'm trying to help, and you're not making it any better. Well, I don't need your hip. <laughs> <laughs> We're regressing back to earlier episodes with the insults now. Yeah, shit. I thought we left that in the past. I thought we've grown. I thought we we've evolved past that. You prick. <laughs> nah. <laughs> Got to keep it real. Uh, this was a Jesus fun one, though. Christ, just because I freaking wear a denim jacket or something. When it's ninety five out. Yeah, it's denim jacket wearing weather. No. No, if I wouldn't catch indecent uh, indecent exposure charges, I'd be walking around naked. <laughs> Damn. Ooh, okay. Well, you know what? I wouldn't mind, like, I, but I'd still have to wear the jacket. Like, naked with a jacket. I would be the only one at Sunny Rest only wearing a denim jacket. Speaking of Sunny Rest, um, <laughs> I'm an ordained minister. Yeah. There may be an opportunity for me to perform a wedding ceremony at Sunny Rest. Okay, well, do it, man. Man, I'm not doing it naked. Why not? I'm self-conscious. No, you're not. Yes, I am. No, you're not. Yes, I am. No, that little sash thing you put around your waist, make sure it hangs in the right area. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get a really big cross. How do you make a Nazi cross? Wait, wait a minute. I got I got one of those crucifixes on in my house that I still haven't taken off since I moved in, and it's 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 about about you know that big. It's a silver one, you know, just in case a vampiric werewolf comes in. Oh dear lord! Yeah, they left the crucifix. I mean, I don't know what to do with it, and I just I'm just too lazy to take it down. Well, you know, at least you're protected from what. Vampiric werewolves. Okay. They also have that inscription above the door. There's some sort of religious numerology that somebody scribbled in chalk above the door. Yeah, I had to look it up. It's like it's like a numeric prayer or something. Okay. Hey, I don't know. I just, mm. Whatever. <laughs> yes. All right, so any other thoughts on Motorhead or New Wave of British Heavy Metal? Yeah, I need to do more research on the on the topic. Apparently, I don't know. I mean, we didn't talk about Def Leppard, but but their first record. I still call them. I still call them hair metal. They are, but their first record was. Which one was that? Um, on through the night. Oh, okay, I was thinking. You were thinking high and dry or hysteria, pyromania. No, nah, pyromania was dysentery. Th- I don't know what they have their albums. <laughs> it- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know the difference between an epileptic oyster shucker and a hooker with dysentery? Oh, <laughs> uh, what? Well, one one shucks between fits, and the other one fucks between shits. Oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I do. I think that I do need to maybe delve a little deeper in some of the new wave stuff because it's hard to say you're a fan sometimes. When yeah, it's like I know the big three. Yeah, but I don't know some of these other bands like, but then again, that wasn't part. I didn't hang out in record stores. Yeah. You know, and I think it was I think it was a cool thing back in the 80s to you hang at the record store. Ooh, look at this band from England and take it and listen to it. 
that it was almost like hipster metal. Yeah, you know, not to not not to like put down anybody that did it because some of our idols, you know, some of our favorite bands did listen to this stuff and it was their influences. Yeah, I mean, but if you really break it down, <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, and that it didn't it wasn't exclusive to new wave of British heavy metal mm-hmm. because the nor the Norwegian black metal scene was the same way. Yeah. When uh when Euronymous opened up the the Havelt record store, mm-hmm. you know, it was the same way. And it you know but that was some serious gatekeeping shit there. Yeah. He sold anything, but you know, he would he would look down his nose on you if you were buying what he considered to be poser music. Speaking of which, that happened a lot when I started getting into metal. Uh, yeah, because the metal community is freaking toxic. Somewhat. I as think, far as gatekeeping. Well, I think the the sad part is they move as a cluster. You For know? the most part. And if, if you, you know, it's like, it like hair metal was great. Everyone loved hair metal at the time. And once they moved on... If you'd say something like, you know, yeah, I like poison. Ah, bad, bad. But you had a poison T-shirt. Right. You know? Right. And then it's like, okay, well, let's let's catch up now. Oh, we're all Limp Bizkit fans now? Okay, great. We're all Limp Bizkit fans. Now we're not all Limp Bizkit fans. Yeah, now, now Fred Durst is like the Antichrist. It's like, come on. It's like, and it's like, you know, you liked it back then. You can still like this stuff. And it and it continues. Yeah. Now, and- now like, power metal, like, is like the new big thing. You know, like Grave Worm, uh, Ale Storm. Uh, I, li- I listen to Ale Storm. I enjoy Ale Storm. Eh, don't do nothing for me. Don't do nothing for me. But there's this whole, like, power metal England-inspired now, it, it kind of is. It's a, a lot of good stuff. See, now, when I think of power metal, though, I don't think of Ale Storm. I think of, like, Man of War. Yeah, well, everybody, they cross, a lot. there's a lot of genre crossing in there. Yeah, but I, I I think there's a lot of, I I think European metal at this point is doing amazing things. I just wish every single person didn't think they have to cookie monster the vocals. Yeah, or scream it. To, you know, see, I don't I don't mind the cookie monster stuff so much in the right context. With death metal, oh, there is there is bands I absolutely love with that. Band, right, I, I mean, with death metal, you you need the Cookie Monster stuff, mm-hmm. and in you know pepper it in in other places. Yeah. Um, but the trend that I can't stand right now is like all this. Uh, I don't I don't even know what the what the hell you would call it, like the metal core stuff. Yeah, I know what you mean. With uh, just a bleh. yes, Brian Johnson put through a distortion pedal. Yeah. That's the best way I can put it. It's Brian Johnson if he's singing through a distortion pedal. Yeah, I can't. I, I, and it's I, like, I don't like it. And the worst part is the guitar, the drums, the bass. The rest of the, the, the song sounds so great. Yeah. And that's, but the singing. Right. Is that, it's like, come on. Yeah. I, I, I don't, I, I, You're killing rock and you're rape, rape and roll. roll. <laughs> Keith Richards is rolling over at his freaking grave and he ain't even dead yet. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's uh, the metal community in a lot of ways is toxic and mm-hmm. is horrible, horrible about gate with gatekeeping. They are guilty. I've done it. 
I probably have too. And that's, I, I've done it. The only thing I've never done, and this is one thing that I've never had it done to me. And if somebody has done this, and I'll include you in this, you're an asshole if you've done this. Okay, this person's wearing an Alice Cooper t-shirt. Then you go up to him, name three Alice Cooper songs. He says, shut up. I, can't, I cannot stand, and I've seen a lot of YouTube videos where people go to metal concerts and quizzing people. Yeah. Which, you know what? Yeah, it's kind of funny, but no, you're being a dick to I've never, I, I've never done that. Okay, see, I take back I, the I've ass. never done that. I take it back to the asshole. I, I, <laughs> I've never done that. I've thought it, but I've never done it. I've, I've thought it too, especially when you see someone like Miley Cyrus. Yeah, um, when I see Kim Kardashian wearing a fucking Slayer shirt. Yes. Name three. Okay, yeah. I, I, I want to do the name three. Yeah. And I, I've I've seen people, you know, in real life, up close and personal, and I'm like, <laughs> no, you you don't know that band. Yes. You you bought that shirt because you think it looks cool. Yeah, you know, and I've I've never bought a shirt because I bet bought shirts that look cool but I've actually have listened to them but still if the shirt looks cool eh, let them wear it yeah exactly I mean I've bought albums based solely on the cover so have I goddamn mentors oh god which one <laughs> uh, sex drugs and rock and roll uh, at least it wasn't you asked for it oh god you know and the worst part is it grew on me that's the worst part uh, it'll wait. do say it'll do say grew on me uh, that's a fungus growing on you if yeah. there ever was one oh <laughs> uh, fucking El Duce yeah uh, gotta love the mentors rape rock the, the purveyors uh, of rape rock yeah I mean it's just it's just disturbing music you know, a but uh, a guy I know is like continuing on the tradition of the mentors. Is <laughs> um, guy's named Jeff Wood. Mm. He used to play way back in the day. He played in Dillinger Escape Plan. Okay, I remember them. Um, well, Jeff has a bullet lodged in his head. Ooh, yeah, he got shot in when he was living out in L.A. Um, one of my old bands, Falling Under. We did a few shows with Jeff's. Serious band at the time, Slapjaw. Okay. Great band. Great band. I wish they were still... I, I don't know if they're still around. If they are, I should go check them out again. But he has a project called Shat. <laughs> S-H-A-T. Yeah. Oh. They are con- continuing on the tradition of the mentors. They have an album... Uh, they have an album... He was so proud of himself, he showed the cease and desist letter... They have an album called Cunt Flavored Lollipops. Oh. Yeah. The cover is Britney Spears with one of them big 12-inch yeah. um, lollipops with a vagina superimposed on said lollipop. He got a cease and desist from Britney's attorneys on it. Mm. Uh, and then there's another album called Country, C-U-N-T-R-E-E, mm. where the, it's, it's a tree that has like a vaginal-looking... Split He's just really it. pushing the envelope. Yeah. Well, his stage garb is fantastic. He wears a motorcycle helmet with a with a mohawk made of dildos, <laughs> dildo elbow pads, dildo gloves. Uh, he wears a hollowed out strap on on stage with a harness, and that's all he wears. Uh, dildos on his knee pads. You know, just all dildoed out, right? And everybody else in the band plays in diapers and masks. 
And they have songs like Double Double Chin. Let me stick it in your <laughs> double double chin, double double chin. Uh Vegetarian. Yeah. Uh I fucked your wife. Yeah. Uh, Shat. They're yeah. they're continuing the tradition of the mentors. Oh, man. El Duce is looking down and smiling. <laughs> or looking up as the case may be, yeah. considering it's El Duce. Um I mean the the mentors are still going. Um El Duce's brother, I think, sings for him yeah. now. Okay. I uh I I I I bought the one album, I kinda listened to it and it grew on me, but I kinda drew the line. I didn't go looking for more. Yeah, I mean you asked for it has uh yeah. some of their more more widely known stuff on it. Like I mean, uh Sandwich of Love. Yeah. Uh what the hell is uh Sex Slave? Oh God, I'm trying to think. Try, yeah, how, I, I, I shouldn't be thinking yeah. of mentor songs. Well, right there's, there's another band out there that almost looked like the mentors, but took it into a horror vein instead of like a sexual vein. Who's that? Ghoul. Ghoul. Yeah. Never heard them. Yeah, their album is called Splatter Thrash. Oh, okay. And it's very, but they wear these like uh, ba- like well bags over their heads, like burlap bags over their heads. Okay. With like X's over the eyes, and you know, and uh, it's very guttural but it's all very horror show kind of themed oh okay kind of like uh kind of like misfits lyrics yeah but it's not rockabilly it's just like right stra- it's straight up like fast-paced thrash oh okay ghoul yeah, they're, I, they're not bad i might have to check them out yeah they're hard to find like anywhere to like purchase yeah so you can only hear them on like youtube well that's that's like that's like finding the mentors you can't really find their stuff for purchase anywhere. And that's not a bad thing. Uh, it's like Gigi Allen and the Murder Junkies, you yeah. know? I, I uh, can't get behind Gigi. <laughs> no, that was some really just... There was there, There's envelope pushing and there's habitual line stepping. Yeah, Gigi is a habitual <laughs> line stepper. Yeah. He was just upset that he never got to... It, I think he died upset because he didn't get to fulfill his promise to die on stage. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Uh, it, instead, an overdose took him out. Yeah. Go figure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I, I definitely am going to do more homework on bands. Yeah. I need to. Just to gotta expand those those boundaries. These these bands, I mean, so many of them sound, maybe they're good. I've never listened to Raven that I know of. Sometime I may be good. Sometime I may be shit. Yeah. It's not Anvil. Oh God! I played. Oh, I played. Uh, I forget what the hell song was. Uh, Balls to the wall. Yeah, was on right, and it was said that you know this may be the worst metal song ever. I said no, no, no. I said there's worse, and then I played Metal on Metal by Anvil. Yeah, there. You know that that's a con. That's a bad contest to start worst metal song because there are some there are some really shit ones out there. I thought Randy was gonna punch me when I played Metal on Metal. <laughs> It's not bad. It's uh, no it, good. It's a shit. <laughs> it's a shit. <laughs> sometime I may be good. Sometime I may be shit. Yeah, there's. Yeah, I don't understand. And then that movie came out, and they repopularized themselves for a minute. See, but now the thing is, I never heard of Anvil until that freaking movie came out. Neither did I. And then I, I, I actively went out and I looked for some Anvil music, and I regretted it. Yeah. I, I was like, okay, this is. I can understand why you didn't get picked up. There's a reason. Stop. Yeah. 
or change something. Uh, uh, something ain't working. Yeah, you know. Yeah, they're they're just bad. They're mm-hmm. they're they're just bad. Uh, of all the groups to come out of Canada, they may be the worst. You know, and that takes in a lot of freaking space. Canadian metal. That's just, just that sounds like a fun genre, dude. I mean, let's talk. You know, Canadian rock bands. I'll put Nickelback far above Anvil. At least they got Fozzie. Well, now, nah, technically, Chris Jericho has dual citizenship. Yeah, but he, he's from Winnipeg. <laughs> he, he lives in Winnipeg, but he's got dual citizenship, and the rest of the band is from Atlanta because the rest of the band used to be Stuck Mojo. Really? Yeah. That I did not know. Yeah. The, uh, the, well, at the original iteration of Fozzie was Chris right. Jericho with Rich Ward and the rest of the guys from Stuck Mojo. Okay, we'll say Len then. Yeah. Steal my sunshine, man. Better than Anvil. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'd see Len over Anvil at a concert. I would see, you know, I'd see the Bare Naked Ladies over. You know, I like the Bare Naked Ladies. I can't even talk about talk bad about them. The band or? Both. Oh, okay. Both. Both. <laughs> um, yeah. I, 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 the Bare Naked Ladies are catchy. Yeah. I can't, I mean, I don't know if a band's a Canadian or not until somebody mentions they're Canadian. Triumph. I've I've heard of Triumph, but I don't think I've heard. I think the insult comic dog just gets in my in the way in my head. Right, but uh, I'm sure you're familiar with Magic Power. No, I'm young now. I'm wild now. I'm free. I got the magic power of music in me. Lay it on the line. Uh, maybe. Uncultured swine. What do you mean, uncultured swine? You don't know who Triumph is. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah, at least you know Rush. Uh, not a fan. Fuck you. I'm sorry. <coughs> okay, I'm not a fan of Rush. Although I do like Roll the Bones. Get out of my house. Eventually. Okay, <laughs> f- fair enough. There's, there's, there's no need to be rude. How can you not like Rush? I think in my formative metal years, you you introduced me to bands that were better. No, and- <laughs> no. I introduced you. Into, I introduced you to bands that were different. I didn't introduce you to bands that were better. Yeah, because I, I couldn't go. No, I couldn't go from Metallica to Megadeth to Exodus to Testament, and then Mean Mean Warrior, Mean Mean Stride, Today's Tom Sawyer. I couldn't do that. I did it on a regular basis. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't go backwards like that. It's not going backwards. No, you should have started me with Rush. Okay. And then moved up. Not, not. You don't start me with Metallica and then say, "Okay, step back into this crap." No, it's not crap, and it's not stepping back. It's rush. Oh, uh, agree to not agree. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll, I'll do that because Rush is a very polarizing band, and I, I have found that. You either love Rush or you hate Rush. Yeah. And the main reason most people hate Rush is Getty Lee's voice. I don't know. I just think the, the, the songs are meh. I'm, I'm looking st- at you like that. Stop. I'm just... Meh. Just meh. Meh. Yeah, it's, I'm sorry. It's just not my... St- to quote Bubbles. <laughs> to quote Bubbles. Kenny Lee, Alex Lifeson, Neil Peart. You know he's going to play that fucking drum solo. Big, 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 I'm just, look. I like Roll the Bones. I did like that one. 
But maybe, maybe, because I really like dice. I don't know. Perhaps. Made you think of the floating crap game in the alley, didn't it? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> but I, I, I do like that song, but I just... I, I, I mean, you know I, I have a big affinity for Rush. I, okay. love, I love Rush. Um, and that's another band that I'm, I was fortunate enough to see mm-hmm. while I had the opportunity. You know, I, my, me, my mom, Missy, and my dad, me, my mom, my dad, and Missy, we all went to see Rush at the fairgrounds mm-hmm. on the uh, 30th anniversary tour for Moving Pictures. All right. Amazing show. They played Moving Pictures front to back. No opening act. They played for like two and a half hours. And Neil Peart did play that fucking drum solo. Mm-hmm. Un- unbelievably good. Randy's still pissed at me for that. Why? He didn't. He couldn't go. Oh. Boy, got a lot of anger in him. Yeah, he does. I wonder where he gets that from. <laughs> um, yeah, there's two, there's two shows he's like angry or upset with me that I didn't take him to. Rush and Black Sabbath. Mm-hmm. But he's not the only one who was mad at me for not taking him to the uh, you can't you can't be mad all I just uh, you know, I wish I could have gone with you to Mayhem Fest. Yeah. But you know, eh. Mayhems were great. I, I had a lot of fun at the Mayhems I went to. Yeah. You know. I I mean you, you get to see all those bands, a lot of a lot of shit you never heard before. Uh that was the first Mayhem was the first time I had heard uh Himsa. Texas Hippie Coalition. Mm, I remember them. Uh, I the Breather. Oh, who the hell else? I, I, you know, I heard a lot of bands for the first time there. It was the first time I got to see Six Feet Under live. Mm-hmm. That was cool. I, I got to see Body Count, uh, Mushroom Head again. Um, you know, Anthrax headlining the second stage. Yeah, there's, you know, but uh, I don't get mad about it. It's like I'm. I'm still wondering what my first concert of, you know, now that concerts are a thing again. Yeah. Well, my my first confirmed one, November 7th in Philly. Yeah. The one with Testament was, was I was really almost going to sign on to that one. But yeah. I was like, eh, I've seen, t- I want to go, I want to see someone I just haven't seen that I want to see. Yeah. And I don't know the ones you were talking about. That's why I just, I said no to that. Uh, it's a punk show. You know, it, it's it's going to be a punk rock show. You going to do your hair up? No. But well, do it. Come on. No. Get a mohawk. No, I'm I'm going to be the old I'm going to be the old head punker sitting in the back, you know, with long hair and a freaking graying goatee. <laughs> That's going to be me. <laughs> you know. Uh Tyler, I'm sure Tyler will have his hair done in a green mohawk mm-hmm. or or some colored mohawk. <laughs> you know. Uh, whereas Brad and I, you know, we're we're the forty plus punk rock guys hanging out in the back. <laughs> but it's gonna be it's gonna be an awesome show. I love Bad Religion. I love the Alkaline Trio. Um, that that's my first confirmed one. Post pandemic, yep. I'm sure something will pop up before that. Yeah, I hope something. I hope something does too. Just to, I keep watching just to see what's gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. I, Philly's opening up. Yep. Philly's opening up. Uh, Priest is coming to Reading. I'm waiting to see something pop off at PPL. Yep. You know, I'm yeah, waiting to see a, something good pop off. That at might PPL. be the one that I start with. Yeah, I, I'd be right there with you. Um, I mean, I I really miss Crocodile Rock. Oh. 
I really miss Crocodile Rock. It was a dump, but it was home. Um, small. <laughs> yeah. I mean, one center square is even smaller. Um, B&G was another good one, too. Oh, B&G Station? Yeah. yeah. Um, well, Banana Joe's. The same place. Yeah. But when it was Banana Joe's. Sterling was shit. I like the Sterling. Sterling was shit. Oh, I like the Sterling. God. I like the Sterling. You, could, I, you couldn't leave the Sterling drunk. Because it took you half an hour to get a second beer or a third. It was like, you know, it's like. You either watch the bands or you just were able to get at the bar and drink. If you just were watching a band, have a beer, come back. Half an hour later, come back with another beer and you miss half the show. Yeah, that's why I don't drink at shows. Well, I had a different agenda back then, I suppose. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, we'll have to keep our eye out for some concerts and see Mm -hmm. what comes around. Um, I know Jim's going to Priest. Yeah. Yeah. I know Jim's going to Priest. I haven't signed off on that yet because I I really don't I really don't want to see Sabaton. I don't care. Mm. I, I I don't care enough. I might have gone, but I don't. If if we would have been able to kind of work something out where, and I know I'd rather floor seats. And yeah, I, and I know those are crazy expensive. Yeah, and. I don't want to put that kind of pressure. Say, you know, hey, let's get the expensive seats. Yeah, um, you know, I might wait to see what's coming to the peak too. Mm-hmm. I gotta, I, I want to keep an eye on what's coming to the peak. Um, I know Jackal's coming up there. I've never seen Jackal live. I don't need to see Jackal live. I don't need to anyway. No, that Jesse James Dupree. Every interview I see of him is like, my God, what a horrible, just an ass. Yeah, he's an ass. Uh, you see, I want to. I want to see somebody at the, somebody in management at Penn's Peak skits out when he breaks out the chainsaw. Oh, I have a feeling that all that'll be kind of taken care of beforehand. But every time I see him in, in these interviews, I think the worst interview I saw was when he was on uh, with Eddie Trunk. Okay, and it was like he had this one phrase he wouldn't stop saying, and it's like he asked him a question, and he seemed to just ramble incoherently, and then hit like an idiom. Yeah, and it's like, well, you know, Sebastian Bach's doing a 30th anniversary Slave to the Grind tour. Yeah, yeah. not with Skid Row though. No, <laughs> no, no, no. That ship has long well, since sailed. Well, if Guns and Roses can make up, yeah, but you never know. You never ever know. But Sebastian's a bigger asshole than Axel. Some, well, he doesn't seem it though, which is the worst part. Oh no, he's an arrogant prick. <laughs> He's an arrogant prick. Jesus. Oh, dude. We, like, of course we veered off oh, my, into, my, the, my, into my. the sunset. Yeah. That's the way we do it. But That's the way we do it. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, I'm with you, though, uh, to bring it back home. I got to do a little more diving into the new wave of British, British heavy metal. Mm-hmm. Um, I, put that, I put that in the bucket when we initially had the bucket idea <laughs> so that tells you how long ago this has been yeah um we have one topic left in the bucket so we need to i break. wonder which one it is i'm actually curious well i guess we'll find out next week could be anything it could be maybe we'll find out next week week maybe it'll be the week after why oh yeah it's right well it's fourth of july okay we're gonna take a week off uh, no the fourth is on a sunday i think we'll be all right okay and we'll talk about all the Thunder Boomers. Yeah. 
Yeah, luckily my dog doesn't give a shit. Oh, it's it's gonna it's, it's already gotten loud up by my neighborhood. Oh yeah, yeah. it's gonna get it's gonna get bad. The here minute too. you let these hillbillies buy this shit in stores, I know they gotta light it off that night. Yeah, I know. Look, look at the pretty colors. Look, look, Burrow, look at the colors. You, yeah, hillbilly. <laughs> oh, cause you're so cultured and got such a good upbringing being from Lee Heighton. Hey, no. Lehighton and Palmer are the same town. And pretty, I don't care how sacrilegious that sounds. Pretty much. It is. Pretty the only, much. The only difference is one of them's got like the beehive that is Walmart. Yeah, that's true. You go there to people roaming around with fur coats on and, you know, and, and fedoras. It's like, you freaking idiots at that place. I've never seen the fedora in our Walmart. Okay. Many years ago. And I'm not even, I wasn't making that up. I'm in Walmart and there's a guy there. In a full length white fur coat. Okay. And like and I, I can only describe it as a pimp hat. Oh. No feather though. No feather. Well uh, then it was only a But su- it wasn't a cowboy hat either. It was this big flat brim looking hat, right? Okay. And I'm thinking, well, there's something to wear to Walmart, right? And it's like it's like but you left the house looking like this. And you thought it was a good idea. It was. There wasn't any platform shoes. This wasn't a concept. This wasn't a costume. Somebody put on that face. I'm wearing my fur coat. Where are you going? Walmart. It's like Jesus Christ. Well, that's why I stay the hell out of there. At I, least, at least he wasn't in his pajamas. I, I gotta stay the hell out of there because I get too angry. You know, it's like I feel my IQ dipping when I walk in there. You know, I just feel, I feel it. It's like I feel I feel dumber as I walk into that place. Yeah, it well. sucks the brain out of you. You can't afford to lose much. Yeah, it's like you know, hey, I got two grocery carts full of things. I'm gonna use the self checkout. Ah! <laughs> well, he doesn't want to overstress the poor minimum wage slave at the at the regular checkout. No, no, it's not that. He's it said he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to take things. He wants to steal stuff too. You can't generalize like that. I can generalize from Walmarts. They're not all crooks. There are there are a lot of them are. A fair amount. A if, fair amount. If people want to steal stuff, they go to Walmart because they know they can get away with it. Yeah. Yeah. They'll check every receipt. Then how do people steal from there? Yeah. You know, I, oh, Walmart. Fucking bastion of idiots. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. All right. So... Let's let's delve, you know, on our own and not for on-air purposes. Delve a little deeper yeah, into new wave that. of British heavy metal. Yeah, I need to, I need to do that. Just at least I'm gonna check out Raven. If anybody, that that one keeps coming up. Yeah. All right. So send in some topics. We need stuff to talk about. And not cheese. We're not doing cheese. I'm not, what about Kevin Bear? No. Still. Not, I went, I ain't doing. I'll, I'll, I will talk for an hour on craft individual slices, and that will be the end of it. Yarlsberg, <laughs> Venezuelan beaver cheese. You know, I, there's not a lot of cheeses, and because of that stupid sketch, I have tried some of these weird cheeses. Uh huh. And it's like I don't. Nobody needs to be a cheese. A fincantado. A fincantado. A fincetto. A fincetto. Whatever it is. No, I, I used to live in the F and ghetto. Wait, now, you know, you know, you know the, the words I'm talking about. Aficionado. That's the one. Yes. yes. Aficionado. Next time, correct me. 
No, no. I'll make fun of you first. <laughs> it's so easy. <laughs> Monumentous. That is what we're talking <laughs> Monumentous. That's a new one. That's, that's a new one by me. Oh, God. I'm done with you. I'm yes. so done with you. Yes, it's been a day. Send applications for a new co-host to ononotthempod at gmail.com. Uh, pod1 at gmail.com. I'm right here. You cannot advertise for my replacement. I can if I want. There is no 401k. There is no 401k. There is no pay. <laughs> the only the only the only benefit is you get to hang out with me for 2 hours and uh, uh 2 hours a week. Oh, Take that for what it's worth. Such, such a benefit. Take that for what it's worth. <laughs> All right. Until next time. This has been Oh No Not Them. I'm Eric. I'm Bill. Later on. <laughs>